0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go.
0: Socks between. That's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Johnny Nani, and we are here to recap basically a weekend full of fun. Two victories, a badass tailgate, an extension, at everything. We're just here to recap everything. Before we do that, be sure you're going to OnTapSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at OnTapSportsNet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny and following me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And if you need some awesome American League Central leading White Sox gear, go to Grandstand. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Sox. Go to grandstandsox.com. If you're at the ballpark, just walk on down there. Any White Sox or Chicago sports gear you need, check out Grandstand. Forgive me for my voice. It is cracking. It is going crazy. That's what happens when you see a lot of dingers, Johnny.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, I was going to point that out for you, Buzz. It's a good like kind of sore
0: throat, so to say good raspy voice to have, because
1: that means the power's back in the White Sox lineup,
0: baby. Oh my God. What a night Saturday was. I mean, absolutely great time that we had there at the ballpark together. And, and Johnny, it started off with great news. Yes. It started off with great news. And I'm just going to let you dive. This is your guy. Like, I, you know, I love Lance Lynn too. I Love me some Lance Lynn, but this is your guy. Dive yes.
1: in. Yes. I love this, uh, Buzz. It was an extension for Lance Lynn. And I love the way the White Sox announced it. You know, whenever you go and see like a highlight video that they post uh, over the past, like, you know, all, all season basically. And it's something that Lancelin's doing. He's all fired up. Everyone, everyone in the comments is extend Lancelin or the replies on Twitter. Extend Lancelin, extend Lancelin. I'm sure it's that way on Facebook, too. But obviously, on Twitter and Instagram, you see it all the time. So the White Sox put out, you know, the talking emoji, extend Lancelin. Then we did. Uh and then they announced that and the terms of the deal two years, 38 million, uh, with a club option for 2024. Buzz, this is a perfect setup. Uh, I like the dollar amount there. He's obviously earned that, and I love the club option at the end, too. Um, I mean, if it was up to me, I would sign Lance Lynn forever. But obviously, in realistic talking so, here, it's like a forever
0: contract. This, like, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. This, this is a fucking perfect deal because Lance Lynn belongs on the South Side, and that is where he'll stay.
0: Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of people. Uh, stoked about it, obviously. I know. I mean, again, my best friends were stoked about it. You and you and Tony were on cloud nine. Steve on cloud nine about it, no doubt. Um, so a lot of people kind of question it because of his age and everything like that. And like, he's gonna regress, dude. Lance Lynn's a really good pitcher. He's been a good pitcher, and he's got that fuck you stuff. So I'm not really worried about it. And plus, they protect themselves with a club option at the end of the contract. That's a, a, Once again, I have to say Rick Hahn doing a pretty good job there. I don't the, know if you want to touch in on how yeah. Rick Hahn did, but I think he did well.
1: Rick Hahn's done a great job of extending players, Buzz. Uh, when we talk about the contracts that Eoi, uh, Mankata got, uh, I think you know Robert as well. Um, he's done a great job. And granted, those were kind of you know spring training, locking up young guys, whatever. But when you need to go and do this, uh, and obviously someone who's been just a staple uh, of the rotation, he's really brought, I think, an uh, energy level. Two, the White Sox rotation all around. It's infectious. Uh, Those other guys get it. They see him go out there and compete. The stuff that he shares with them, I remember a quote from earlier in the year. He was telling the rest of the staff that we need to be bulldogs. You You know, your goal needs to go to be a complete game, every time that you go and step out there, and obviously that's never not going to happen every single time. Uh, but when it does, it's cool stuff, like Lucas Giolito did uh, on Saturday night. For it's it, a good so, goal to have. Yeah, it, it's a good goal to have. So I just love what he brings. Uh, both you know, leadership wise, and obviously uh on the mound with the fuck you stuff, like you said, with the antics and just you know, mass equals gas, guts and nuts. That's what Lance Lynn is all about, Buzz.
0: I fucking love that, dude. The guts and nuts thing. So that is the news that we're walking in. Uh, to the ballpark with on Saturday um, by walking you and Tony, you guys drove, you guys had the, uh, I drove last time you guys drove this time. I took the train in. So you guys found a lonely and Weird buzz on the corner of 34th and Wells.
1: Yeah. And of- <laughs> let, me, let me tell the story. So, I mean, me and Tony met up at Tony's house because we had a few things to load up the bags and chairs and tables and all that stuff. And uh, obviously, the uh, decoration that we had uh, that got destroyed, which we'll touch on in a second. But so, me and Tony met up at Tony's house and then we drove up uh, to the rate. And as we we're pulling up, Buzz's train had gotten in earlier. And we're like, you know, uh, we were like, Buzz gave me a call, let, let us know that they were letting people into the parking lot. No problem. So, we pull up and I'm coming up uh, Wells Street there about to turn on the 33rd that's right behind lot b and buzz is standing at the corner of wells and 33rd looking like a homeless man with this scrawny beard he's just got a miller light in one hand and he's got like his uh beer satchel uh in the other hand <laughs> of draped over his shoulder and it was fucking hilarious buzz gets in my car we pull into the lots get all set up uh fly the flags and uh obviously the special guest was uh the orbit trash can pinata uh that Tony and his wife uh, spent the all-star break working on, and it turned out great buzz. I thought it looked phenomenal. You can go and check our social media at Sox on Tap. Plenty of pictures of it there, plenty of videos of people bashing the hell out of the trash can in Orbit's head, and it was great buzz. Uh, a lot of people came through. First time people st- people that connected with us on Twitter asking for a tailgate to come by. Uh, it was awesome. So just, I had a blast, and I think you did too, and I think everybody there did.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Shout-out to Jen and Tony for getting that, that pinata made. It was absolutely Perfectly, I might even say, well, it was perfectly done. It was absolutely amazing. It had shooters in there, and it had some goddamn snap into a slim gym, had some candy, and everything. It had absolutely everything. And then, yes, sockside, like it was lonely buzz. I took the train in, I took an earlier train in. I, I, I stopped by Turtles. I, I a guy, bought me a beer, which was really cool. And I uh, just started walking down the street with the beer when I told Nani the lot was open already because as we had conversations on social media before. Everybody's like, oh, it's not the lot doesn't open until four. No, we we had cars in there at two twenty five, two thirty, which was yeah. amazing.
1: Can I clarify this really quick, Buzz? Just, just a gen- general tip for White Sox fans here because we're not affiliated with the team, so whatever. If they want to come after me and say, you know, that I'm you know disrespecting the uh, rules uh, that they have put forth, um, I'm not because guess what? If you go and get up there, especially for a weekend game like that, it's a night game. You go and get up there. It says two hours before first pitch. Yes, that's technically their policy, but. If they enforce that policy strictly, they would have a line of cars from the back of Lot B all the way back to the Dan Ryan, on to Wells, on to uh, Wentworth. It literally would be that bad. That'd be, terrible. So you That'd get, be horrible. You get, you get there that early, and you can. If you get there you know, three hours before the game, they'll let you in. If you're parking in Lot B, that is. I don't know about the other lots, but I always park in B um, or A if B is too full by for some reason. But that's usually not the case when you get there early. So you can. Yes, you can get there. Early and get out there and start tailgating. So that's why we said three, even though the lots technically didn't open until four. So just a little insider tip for going White Sox game day experience uh, and, yeah, for all the all the listeners there.
0: And I want to throw like you know definitely definite praise here to the Sox for that because the Chicago Bears do not do that. They have they used to be used to be able to get in those lots at six a.m. Johnny, you can't do that for a noon game. You can't do that anymore. It's eight a.m. now. But what you're saying right now is when you're getting off the expressway, getting onto Lakeshore Drive. The Bears are strict with it, and you have cars going all the way up around that bridge. So kudos to the Sox for letting us in early, letting us have a good time, and letting us break down Lot B. Because yesterday was fantastic. Like Johnny said, we beat up on the pinata. I don't know how many damn beers I shotgunned, but it was a ton of them. You know, It it was just absolutely amazing time. Saw a lot of great people, and uh, we witnessed one hell of a game.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, we'll get into the game in a second, Buzz. Uh, the pinata was great. It was filled with, like you said, Slim Jims, Bubblegum, Sunflower Seeds, individual packets of those little mini shooters, some Captain Morgan, Pete Whitney, all of that stuff in there. It was hilarious. So when that thing broke open, people just scooping that up uh, and having a little tailgate snack before we go into the ballgame. So uh, that was fun. Sockside Mike, real quick question while we're still on tailgating here. Uh, he says, how come you can't uh, C and D don't let you tailgate anymore? Um, I've not been there personally in C or D. The only time I parked in C, I was not tailgating uh, this year. But uh, I would imagine that's because they're only allowing the ones that are closer to the ballpark. I believe some people were out in G or F or whatever, whatever the hell is down, uh, you know, across 35th on that side. Um, I think they're just kind of, I don't know, you should be able to, in my opinion but they're probably just enforcing it and not letting people do it there. So you want to come to tailgate, come to B and look for the on Sportsnet sports, that flag, baby. That, that's where oh, it's at. That's all. Yeah, I absolutely
0: every yeah. single time, every yeah. single time. You don't even have to worry about it. Once you see that flag, you're like, okay, I know where to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're set. Okay. Let, let's get into the game on Saturday night a little bit buzz here. We're not going to go through it inning by inning um, because we were all, you know, we were all feeling it a little bit at the tailgate <laughs> rightfully so, but it, it was awesome because like you said, why your voice is strained because the power returned to the white Sox lineup, dude, um They hit, you know, was it one, two, three, four, five home runs. On Friday night, you got uh excuse me, on Saturday night, Collins Anderson Sheets, Abreu Berger. So sweet to see uh Jake Berger hit his first uh, MLB home run. It love that it's in front of the home fans, and it was an absolute rocket. Uh it went almost to the concourse, uh pulled down the left field line. It was sweet. I was we were both sitting down third baseline uh, where our tickets were. So um that, that was awesome to see. Good to see Abreu get back in there uh, with some power and three run shot there. That was huge. Uh and Tony's guy, Gavin Sheets. I, I think you know, he was just going nuts up in the club level where, th- where him and Jen were sitting. And Collins and Anderson getting that party started with going back to back. Uh, Barely getting out for those, but hey, home runs a home run. And Buzz, we have missed power in this lineup. Uh, Talk a little bit about the tweet that you put out today uh, because power's coming back and someone else may be coming back to supply some power too.
0: And yeah, your whole point, like exactly, like when the team is starting to find its stride right now. I mean, they did it again today, and we'll touch on that. You know, going against Houston, hitting the five home runs yesterday, then getting a couple today just prompted me to put this tweet out to say, like, man, everybody needs to be aware that Eloy Jimenez is coming back. And if he's just going to add, if this power can stay consistent, the Sox are starting to find strides at the plate. Because let's be honest here, they haven't been great at the plate. You know, I mean, they haven't been. We've been winning. we won a lot of these games because of pitching, starting pitching. We've been talking about this all year. And that's not because we don't have talent on the – I mean, everybody's hurt. And and we had guys who go into slumps at the same time. But if these bats just heated up against – what people argue to be the best team in the American league and they find this confidence and you have Eloy coming back, Johnny, we're going to be, my voice will be sounding like this a lot more <laughs> frequently. I'll you tell know, you that much buzz for your
1: health. Uh, I would you know, probably not suggest that, but for the state of the white Sox, I really hope it does because um, <laughs> that means we will be hitting a lot of home runs. So uh, you, you mentioned pitching in there and we would pitching as one of those games. Hey, don't let the 10 runs overshadow what Lucas Giolito did uh, complete game uh, would allow two hits, uh, mm-hmm. 107 pitches, very efficient. Um, awesome stuff from him! Great start to the second half. I hope that is the Giolito that we're getting, uh, down the home stretch here, Buzz.
0: And if I could just like be honest with you about this, is when we were talking about this before we went into the game, I was a little nervous with the Giolito start to, uh, on Saturday, and not because I don't think I don't have faith in Giolito or anything like that, but I do kind of think that he's been thrown a little bit through the ringer. Uh, media wise, I mean, fan wise, you know, whatever. Like, people are like, oh, does he still have it? Is he, you know, 2019, 2020 Lucas Giolito and uh, going up against a potent team that just kind of kicked the shit out of us on Friday? I'm like, oh my God, dude, he's got to be a stone cold killer. You know what, man? He went out there and he was a fucking stone cold killer. So, and uh, you're right. You can't let those runs outshadow what he did. But I mean, my God, Lucas Giolito was absolutely amazing on Saturday.
1: Yeah, uh, it it was one uh, run, three hit uh, performance for Giolito. Uh, uh, So, yeah, outstanding great start to the second half for him. And I I love being wrong, Buzz. When I make a prediction that I think is bad about a White Sox uh, player, and then they proved me wrong. I love it. Uh, the whole, uh, you know, um, Carlos Rodan thing, I, I probably wasn't in the camp of bringing him back. But obviously now he's making me eat my words. I love that. And on Friday night show, Tony and I did that recap of Friday night stinker. Um, and I had said, I don't it, Lucas Giulio on the mound on Saturday does not inspire confidence. Well, he shut me the hell up. And thank you for doing that. Lucas Giulio love being wrong about that. But I think I was justified in my opinion because uh, it hasn't been smooth sailing through the first half uh, all the time for Lucas Giulio.
0: No, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, ha- it hasn't been, but uh, God, I just every like you ever have those days where it just was like, it's a good day, everything clicked, and that's just exactly. I felt like Ice Cube yesterday, it was such a good day, and everything hell. everything just went so perfect, dude. Nothing went yeah. wrong.
1: So, just to recap what we've talked about, Lance Lynn extension to start it off, banger of a tailgate in lot B, awesome time. Uh, go into the game, see the White Sox. Blow the piss out of an Astros team that is really good. You know, not downplay them. Obviously, we they swept us when we were down in Houston, giving it back to them, and then obviously finishing it off the series today. Uh, Just what a string of events, like you said, a couple really good days here uh, in White Sox land. So let's get into the second game, Buzz. Uh, That that was Saturday night. Great times. Uh, We just talked about all that. Let's talk today's game, though. Uh, Carlos Rodon stepping up big time. He like he has been all year. He has been just amazing all year. I mean, you're talking like Cy Young, uh, at least candidacy here for him. And he goes and you uh, go seven today. Uh, we go combined one hit shutout, Kopech and Hendricks, each Eden inning here. Uh, you get, you know, guys like Danny Mendick, uh, first start in 12 days. He comes off it gets party started with an RBI single. You get the scoring going. You get bombs from uh, Mancata and uh, Tim Anderson today. So, back-to-back games for home with a home run with Timmy. Timmy's got a 15-game hit streak now. Uh, and he's the only White Sox player in history uh, to record a hit and score a run in 11 straight games. So, that was from the note from the White Sox. I thought that was pretty cool, Buzz.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's absolutely amazing. No, I mean, Tim Anderson he's coming on. I mean, 50 again. I mean, it's funny when people said he was performing not great this year. I mean, I know people hate batting average, but you know, it was batting like 293, 295 or whatever. He's never been like Frank Thomas said, when he went off on his spiel about Anderson, not originally being named the all-star team, this guy has been on fire all year. This is what he does right now. He's just on a great stretch. I really hope that power comes a little bit back too. Cause I've always thought Timmy could be a 2020 guy. You know, I I just, I love that. I think that is like one of the coolest, tough stats to me is a 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases, 30, 30 be even better. But you know, uh, I'm just going to be realistic, but no Carl. Like back to your original point, Carlos Rodon, you know, I'm a Stan. I've been a Stan. I mean, of this guy, I've just, Dude, his shit is filthy. And and our boy, our boy, Jordan Lazowski, put, um, had quote tweeted. Uh, God, I can't remember who put the original tweet up, but that's how I saw it originally.
1: The poll from Josh Nelson, I oh, think. Oh, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. That's what it was. That's what it was about, like, you know, who was better, who was worse or whatever. It's like, it's just so apples and oranges with that. Like, I just kind of have to respect it for what they both are because – Look at these two guys. Lucas Chilito, he's got the commercial, right? Going from the worst pitcher in 2018 to you know lights out in 2019 and 2020, you know. And then you have a guy like Carlos Rodan, who I'm sorry, his numbers and shit, he's always had filth. It's just he couldn't stay healthy. And if you don't work consistently, you're not you're not gonna be good out there. This is the first time, Johnny, we've seen him be consistent on the field, and he's not a fucking bum slayer either. Mm-hmm. He's he beats the shit out of anybody, Johnny. I mean, he, I, I don't know how cool and tough this is, but he, you know, because I, I like dingers and all that shit and like, you know, speed and whatnot, but Carlos Rodon's gotta be my fucking favorite player in the socks right now. You know, I do not buy jerseys. No. That's just something I don't do. I'm getting fucking Rodon Jersey. I, and I I hope to God, I mean, we'll touch on this in the future. I'm sure that he's here next year, but that dude has been electric all year. And I love Lance Lynn. To death, but I think Carlos Rodon's been the best pitcher on this fucking staff, man.
1: Oh, he yes. But when you're we talking value wise uh, and straight up numbers wise, yes, Carlos Rodon absolutely has. I think you know people are drawn to Lance Lynn because he, you know, he looks like a White Sox fan, and he acts like yeah. a White Sox fan, like he really right. does. So and I love it, love Lynn for and, that. And he's espoused his you know love for the South Side. And, you know his quote right. about I love that. You know why would I go to free agency on a Marty where I want to be? Like that was, uh, yeah, that see, was that awesome. was, so that was that. great. But getting back to Carlos Rodon here, I will I need to touch on him here, and it's very simple. And I can tell you there's three reasons why Carlos Rodon is doing what. he's doing this year it's very very simple a he's always had the stuff sometimes you just can't teach that you're born with it he's talented he's got that okay he's always had that we know that two he's finally healthy think about all the nagging injuries that he's always had uh, you know, putting him sideline for various uh, stints, having Tommy John. uh So he has had elbow, he's had shoulder. Now he's finally healthy. He hasn't been on the injured list all year. Uh, you know, only time he missed a start was he was just scratched. So he had an upset stomach and then he came back and what do you do? Threw a uh, no hitter uh, yeah. right after that. So, And then <laughs> three is he tweaked his delivery with Ethan Katz. So Ethan Katz helps him out big time, simplifies it a little bit. um, And he's more, you know, not, straining across his body is more, you know, kind of obviously there's always a little bit of that with the lefty coming across, especially when you're throwing a slider, but it it is, you know, more conducive to throwing consistent strikes. And uh, obviously the stuff just dances then after that. So it's a very simple formula for Carlos Rodon. That's why he's been so good this year.
0: No, absolutely. And it's just been a pleasure to watch. And it's just, again, when you, when you're able to do it back to back days over a top AL team, and we don't get really too much. And I'll be honest here, here at on tap, especially at Sox on tap, we don't get too much. We have our opinions. We never get really too much in the mud, but I know a lot of Astros fans were not happy in our mentions about the trash can guy, which is hilarious and fine. And everything like hi haters. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're like, Oh, we, Oh, and four. Oh and five. Like, listen, dude. Yeah. You got us the first series. All right. You got us the first series. We're on our way back to health. We're finding a stride and we just beat the shit out of you two days in a row and held you, mind you, to a collective, what is it, five hits? Because they had three or they had four hits yesterday or three hits yesterday, and then they have one hit today. So four hits in two games that we held the most dynamic offense. And I'm not taking anything away from their offense. Their offense is dynamic, but we've held them to four hits in the last two games because our pitching is more dynamic than your goddamn offense.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that really quick here, Buzz. I just want to it's a quick little note. The Astros are uh, the least strikeout prone of anyone. They've struck out the least uh, so far. At least it was entering the series. White Sox okay. pitchers, even in a losing effort, Dylan Cease what he came up 10 ten, and then Lucas Giolito on Saturday night, K's up eight. And then Carlos Rodon goes back double digits for 10 today. So that's just tells you about the strength of the White Sox pitching staff. Uh, and then, you know, Houston's just they, they have a good offense when you're able to silence them like that, uh, bodes well and makes that's why we're feeling soxy today, Buzz.
0: I'm feeling goddamn soxy, and you look soxy too. Oh, thank you. Man. You, got, yeah, you, got, that, you, you got that headband going on and everything, man. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking soxy and great, but yeah, I, I just again, the pitching is something this year that has just really put us. Over the top, obviously record-wise, but I'm talking about more like feeling of fan-wise for me is it's just like, I I, I feel like that energy, dude. And it's just amazing how like a guy like Lancelin, Carlos Ronan, Lucas Gilito when he's on and how they perform. Like Dallas Keuchel has not been bad by any means necessary, but he has not been what he was last year. You know, Dylan Cease is – I mean, let's not lie. He always gives us the butterflies every time he goes out there. He gives me he gives me butterflies when he goes out there. Friday, I thought he was fucking electric. That knuckle curve was stupid. I know you and Tony talked about it, but that was absolutely stupid. I, that that pitch had so much movement on it, absolutely wonderful, so much break. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm very confident with it. And then as far as today's offense goes, I'm just. Seven hits total for the Sox. They pounce early. They don't look back. The back, you know, the, the home run from Makata in, in the bottom of the fourth and then the uh, home run you know, from Timmy in the but, bottom of the fifth is just great I, shit.
1: I, I, I got to talk about Moncada. You know me. I love Makata, too. Yeah, Makata's like, your man. guy. Makata, I, I love him. I've, I've always have ever since we yeah. got him in the trade. And I, me be wrong, I love Chris Sale, too. And I, it was like I put out the tweet years back that it's okay to still miss Chris Sale and appreciate on Mankata simultaneously. So that there's that. But with, with Mankata's home run, first of all, first one from the right side uh, this year. That's what. Didn't. Second of all, it was a friggin' rocket, dude. That was a straight screaming line drive. It's like, sure, the, the big high flies, I think Yaz yeah, hits them a lot more that are real big moonshots that go deep. Those are cool. And like what Berger did last night, yeah, I get that. But so, there's something about it, just a line drive rocket that's screaming towards the stands and, and gets over the fence, man. Uh, th- th- that was sweet to see. And you need the power from on Mankata. That's his first home run sent June 3rd. I think be it, it <sighs> via Scott Merkin, I believe, said, uh, I don't have the tweet pulled up in front of me, but if I remember correctly, uh, 127 plate appearances is what it spanned there. So you right, can see that and power. The theme overall is power back with the five home runs on Saturday night and then a couple more today.
0: Well, absolutely. And, you know, Makata... We know that he can hit twenty five. I'm sorry, like I said in the prediction episode. Remember, in the beginning of the season, I said any I would say anywhere from twenty seven or twenty four to twenty seven is what I had picked. I don't think that's going to happen now. Obviously, um, you know, with where we are in the season, unless he just goes on like on an absolute fucking MLB the show on rookie tear and just starts cranking shit out left, you know, left and right. But Makata's um, still the man, dude. He's got we, he's got that power there. He can put it out of the ballpark when he has to. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing I I think that he's going to, he, this second half is going to be a telltale for these guys that weren't really flashing a lot of power. I I really think so, Johnny, I think that they got a good rest here. I think they're in a good place mentally. And I really do think that baseball is a very mental game. And when you're in a good place like that and you're feeling healthy and your team's on top, like has said today, uh, in, in, in his pregame, um, uh, press conference or meet, whatever you want to call it, you know, the little zoom thing they do. Right. He said like these guys were buzzing in the locker room, pun intended, because I was there. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> but they were buzzing in the locker room because of the, the fans that were in the stadium mm-hmm. where they're at right now and what they're doing. And the, it, it like, it, it makes you play better is what TLR said. It makes yeah. you play better when you're feeling like that. I, <laughs> I'm really thinking right now, dude, that we're, we're just scratching the surface and in, in this This second half, you're going to see more power, and when Eloy gets back, and then eventually when Robert gets back, like Steve Stone said, you missed out on what? What do you say? Like, you know, 70 to 75 home runs between those two being out, you know, 45 for Eloy, 30 for Luis Robert or whatever. When those guys come back, if everybody else is starting to find it out and having that confidence and that health to start mashing, dude, I don't even know what to say.
1: Yeah, it, they're going to be lethal. Absolutely. Uh, real quick comment from Sox side, Mike. I uh, love that uh, Yo-Yo is going to go bomb the emoji in the playoffs. Absolutely agree, Mike. It's happening. Mangata, book it. Uh, playoff home run. Um, after, let's talk general where, where the White Sox stand right now. Yep. Now 20 games over 500, Buzz. 56 and 36 right now. Uh, they own the best winning percentage, uh, 609. In the American League and are thirty three and fifteen at Guaranteed Rate Field this season. Uh, it's via the White Sox Twitter. So um, home cooking, and we got more of it coming up uh, with a series against the Twins, a so four gamer um, uh, coming up here. But uh, I just love to sit and look back at that twenty games over five hundred. Cool and tough, Buzz.
0: At this first time since two thousand eight, Johnny. God. That's what I read online today. I don't know if that's – I'm pretty sure that's true because 19 games was, uh, you know, first time since 2008. And I'm pretty sure in 2008 we were uh, uh, 20 games over 500, if I'm remembering correctly. I was in high school, but I remember wow. correctly. It, yeah. So it's been a, a long time, Johnny. It's been a long time. Um they are absolutely tearing it up, and, and you know a, a thing that I love to look at is just every time I look at the Sox last ten, it's like seven and three, yes. eight yes. and two. Great.
1: Great, point, Buzz. I love that because I, I love see, like you see like the bottom dwellers, or, like the teams that are struggling, yeah. and it's always like a sub five hundred or you know some shit like that. Like obviously there was a Cubs one that was like oh and ten at one point, and that was right. hilarious to go and look at. But yeah, when you always see the White Sox <laughs> in that like you know like seven and three, eight and two, nine and one, fucking that's beautiful.
0: Absolutely. It is. And I mean, it just shows that when you, when, when you beat them, you don't consistently beat them, you know, because they, they don't drop like that. Yeah. We got sweat last time we saw the Astros 0 and 4. Yeah. I mean, that happens, no doubt. It's a long season, 162 games. I get it. But I, I just always look at that last 10 and I just smile, man. Cause I'm like, I knew it was a matter of time before we got to 20 games over. It was it been a goal, mm-hmm. you know, obviously for the team, but I was like, come on, man, I want to yeah. talk, that, I want to talk that shit, get 20 games over 500, please. And, and look what look what they're doing, man! It, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and like you said, we've got a four game set coming yeah, up against yep. the, uh, the the well,
1: the TS the Twins yeah, there. Let's uh, yeah the the T's Uh yeah, dude, the no, no, no win in Minnesota up there. Uh, well, yeah, let's get into this and then we'll do uh, some more Sunday funday shenanigans after. Let's talk because we got a doubleheader coming up. Uh, so uh, starting at four ten on Monday afternoon, uh, first game against the Twins to open this series. Uh, it will be Lance Lynn, excuse me. Lance fucking Lynn, always have to announce it like that, there versus Griffin Jacks uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Buzz, I will be in attendance uh, for this doubleheader, and I can't fucking wait. I, my Lance Lynn jersey just came in. Uh, it was actually in, like, last week, but my it came to uh, my guy Andrew Kinsler's uh, apartment. So the first time I saw him since then uh, was yesterday at the tailgate on Saturday so uh he brought it down and uh, ended up wearing it into the, the game I was originally wearing the AJ jersey uh to start but when that came I had to just because it's had a it extension up. so I'm wearing it I'm running it back I'm wearing it on Monday obviously with the fear of the fear the beard shirt get yours at ontap sports. um and I'll be wearing that and I can't I can't wait it's a lance Lynn start dude he can go a complete game with it being seven innings
0: oh absolutely absolutely and I wouldn't be shocked if he does I mean Johnny he's been on fire 1.99 ERA for Lance Lynn, 90 and 23rd innings pitched. 105 strikeouts, Johnny. He's walked 31 and no. let up nine long balls. So I mean, hey man, he, he's killing it. And this Griffin Jacks ain't shit. So I'm not worried about it. He's one and one, eight point six six era, 17 and two-third innings pitched for him. Uh he's only struck out 14, so he's not a uh, you know, not a big K for nine guy there. Mm-hmm. He's walked eight and let up six long balls in the almost 18 innings that he's pitched. So uh, the bats have been hot, Johnny. Um, you know, four ten start here for the first game, and I, the Sox are coming off of arguably one of the biggest series wins they've had all year because it's against a team that many consider, again, the best team in the American League.
1: Yes, very true, Buzz, uh, because, you know, there are, you know, records to uh, kind of, you know, dispute there and talk about, you know, with, uh, oh, what's going on on East? They kind of have a little bit of a tougher division through and through, whereas the West it's, it's, drops it's off true. after Oakland, you know. Right. Um, So, yeah, no, I, I totally get that and, you know, carry that momentum, baby. Uh, and hopefully the fan energy probably won't be as packed uh, just with the start time being four ten, But I would imagine the second game uh, will still have a good crowd, uh, maybe not as big as this weekend because, you know, weekend games just... Naturally, yeah, draw
0: 34,000 yeah. Saturday and Sunday, Johnny.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, you love to see that. You always love, uh, like they play the guest of the attendance game. It was sweet seeing that, you know, people around me were, you know, uh, all look her up and like they were, you know, very adamant about their pick of D on the scoreboard last night. And that ended up being it. So, uh, it's great to see a lot of White Sox fans out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, like you said, uh, this. I I could I really want to see a Lance Lynn game after this uh, extension here, and and uh, I, I always talk about this with Tony. You no, know, you're you, you do enjoy it, but you're a little bit more of a newer kind of rock guy. Uh, but classic rock is our shit, and we just always say that. You know, if you ever wondered why, we always say. ZZ, this is ZZ Top playlist on repeat for Lancelin date because it's Fear of the Beard. We got the shirt. Uh, ZZ Top obviously has the beard, so it, it just fits in there, and that's the kind of music I feel like, you know, and uh, that Lancelin uh, would enjoy as well. I don't know exactly what his musical tastes are, but I'm just going to assume it. And I think I'm just going to play uh just got paid by zz top on repeat my whole way up to the rate that oh, you're gonna move. have to if you blasphemy
0: yeah. if you didn't
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. so, uh, <laughs> very fitting with the the extension just happening so yeah uh, let's talk game two now because okay. there will be that second one uh probably starting about 30 to 40 minutes after i don't know exactly what their policy is on that but they usually it's obviously saying, it's
0: saying seven ten. yeah
1: they, they they usually redo the field obviously yeah. uh you know drag it and water it down and then uh, obviously players got to get a little break change the unis all that shit so um Game two, the starting, you know, 30, 40 minutes after uh, game one ends, it'll be Jose Barrios for the twins, uh, according to MLB.com and still TBD uh, for the White Sox. Tony Lurisa did not reveal a starter in his post-game press conference. A lot of speculation buzz that this could be a Reynaldo Lopez day because let's go with context clues here. Michael Kopech through today. He did say that he, uh, Kopech himself said it, that he is now cleared to throw on back-to-back days. So that's good news. Um, And, the, Tony Larusa also said that Michael Kopeck would be available in relief tomorrow, so that leads us to believe he's not starting game yeah. two. I could see Ronaldo Lopez starting this one. It's
0: going to be Ronaldo Lopez, Johnny. You and I both. We talked about it before we came on the air. Um, it's definitely going to be Lowe tomorrow, which. I, I'm not trying to, God damn it, I did it, didn't I? <laughs> you inadvertently
1: did it. You know what I do, and I'm always like, you know, building it up. Yeah. But you just did it, so I had to, had to mimic I,
0: it. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean for it to be so dramatic like that, but I just. No, I Buzz, you know what, no,
1: no, no, don't apologize. You were totally justified in that. Reynaldo Lopez has been trash. I'm just going to go and say he was trash last year. He was trash in Charlotte to start this year. So he inspires no confidence. I don't care about his two innings of scoreless work and garbage time against uh, the Astros on Friday night. He has been trash historically. That is all we have to go off of. We don't know what's going on in his head with his mechanics. But the stuff still looked flat. A couple balls hit to the warning track on Friday night. You're justified in your Peter Griffin.
0: (sighs) Yeah, well, so that's the thing, Johnny, is that he wasn't overwhelmed. Like, we've talked about this. Remember when he struck out 14 when we were playing Detroit on Sunday a couple years ago?
1: Yeah, it was like 2018, yeah.
0: Right, but remember how lively the fastball looked with him, and it was just like it was just overpowering. And again, Detroit sucks ass. I mean, and they always suck ass, but it is what it is. I mean, he, he struck out fourteen of the motherfuckers. So it's not easy yep. to do in the MLB. I'm sorry, yep. it's
1: not. I, I agree. I'll give him credit there, but like right. I said, consider so, the consider the opponent, and also just consider what the stuff looks like recently and since. Why does, an get, a, why does he, Why
0: does he get hit? Because the stuff's flat,
1: and the, you can't right. locate the breaking stuff as well. So it's and, just, it just it doesn't inspire confidence here.
0: And that's something that kind of like irks—not irks me, because I understand why the Sox are doing this right now. Listen, we're sitting in a good place right now. We have used—we have relied heavily on that starting rotation all year this year, no doubt about it, and we can't deny that. Like you said, your the awesome article you wrote for OnTapSportsNet.com about these guys staying healthy and like, oh yeah, he—he he, you know Rodon missed a start because he you know was sick, and then and then Lynn—that's I mean, it, nothing. So-
1: it, 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 i'll bring up an excerpt from the article that i wrote uh buzz and it was uh you know should members of the white's current white Sox starting rotation go down outside of Kopech, you are going to unproven minor league arms and guess what i am looping reynaldo lopez now into unproven minor league arms group because a he started the year in minor league so he was there to start and then second of all um it wasn't any better. It wasn't like he showed like this, like improvement there. He, he was still bad. The ERA was like fucking like up over like five or something like yeah, that. I, well, ridiculous. No, I, I've
0: got it for you. So I was watching film and Ronaldo Lopez, dude who I became friends with on Twitter gave me his login for MILB. Cause me and juice used to have that when, when the socks system was fucking, you know, top notch wanting to see like, you know, your magicals, of the world, Eloys, Luis, Robert, Kopeck, all that shit. Cease, whatever. But we used to have it. We got rid of it because, obviously, those guys came up. I wasn't going to pay for two services, right, because I have MLB TV too. Um, or MLB.TV, excuse me. But I watched film. I watched some games with Raylo this year. Johnny, he, he, he's appeared in 10 games. He started all 10 of them down in Charlotte, okay? 39 innings pitch, Johnny. 53 hits off his ass in 39 innings pitch, okay? 33 runs, all of them earned. He's walked 21 in 39 innings. He struck out 50. Okay. And he's let up, uh, he's let up six long balls. His ERA is good for a 7.62. His yeah. whip oh, okay. is a well, 1.897. Even,
1: even over, I said over five, over six, even. Over, yeah. No, it's over, over seven. It's over Talk.
0: seven, Johnny. It, he, like you said, it's flat. It's just going yeah, it's flat, right across no. the plate. His breaking no. shit doesn't move. Yeah. It's just it's just there, well, or it's
1: or it's up in the zone and getting fucking crushed. <laughs>
0: it's, I mean that's what's happening. It's just there, like it's there for the batter to hit. And and you know I made that little joke about oh yeah, yeah. be the show you know hitting the ball out that's on rookie maybe even on beginners yeah. what Lows look like it's in AAA right now.
1: Yeah, so I, I think just uh, since we're on Sunday Funday here we get a little bit more ridiculous with some of our shenanigans. I think it, just what we need to do is chain him and Lucas Giolito together um, because he can learn how to use a changeup properly then because the fastball, you know, we know he has velocity. There's that. It might, Yeah, sure. It might be a little flat, but changeup's going to be your best bet to be able to do that. And, you know, he's <laughs> proven that, but hey, Lucas Giolito, master of the changeups on the staff. So uh, that, that's, that's what I would uh, <laughs> go, go and suggest chain those two together. So he can learn <laughs> and Lucas Giolito, just tell him how to throw a changeup.
0: Got to do something, man. I mean, you know, and listen, maybe he takes this seriously. I mean, not that he never took it seriously before, There were doubts about
1: that. Actually, at the 2019 All Star break, when he came back and made a start at Oakland and got a shit rock, he was saying that he needed to, you know, uh, refocus and you know uh, pay like a little more attention or be whatever the hell it was. So there were actually doubts about that him not taking it seriously. Buzz, at at least from what I drew from his comments uh, back then. Granted, that was two years ago.
0: But no, you're still right. Just
1: bringing it up related to that.
0: You're coming up and you're competing for a team that is looking to win a pennant right now. That should be enough motivation for you to make sure you don't get your shit rocked and and period. I know you can't control it, but you, well, you can a little bit, you know, he's got to figure it out. And if he does get the second start tomorrow against the twins, yeah, do this yeah. twin scare Th- you, Johnny? No, they don't scare me either, but I want no. blood. I want yeah, to beat my division. I want to keep that. I want, Johnny, I yeah. want 25 to 30 games above 500. Yeah, fuck yes.
1: I, I'm totally with you. And here, let's go. <laughs> Sunday Funday, I, lo- I love it. Sockside and Mike commenting a lot here today. Love it. Uh, I love when you guys interact with us. So please drop. You got thoughts on what we're saying in here? Drop them in here. Sunday Funday, we air out a little bit more and stuff. But, Soxside Mike says, watch Lopez make us eat our words tomorrow. I, I, love, so. I love that. I really, really hope so. Like I, I was talking about with Giolito, and I said on Friday night's show, didn't inspire confidence just based on first-half performance and kind of inconsistencies and some touch, you know, games where he got touched up. Uh, obviously, Lopez, we just listed off all the reasons why we're doubting him. I really hope he shuts me the hell up, and I eat my words when I'm at the ballpark tomorrow. Um, and I can't get that close, probably, because uh, COVID protocols. I would go and apologize to him. To his face, not that he would ever hear socks on tap, but still, right. uh, I, I would. I really hope he does. And you know what? Let's go, Buzz. I'm, I'm going to make some predictions since we're, we're on Sunday funny. We're, we're having a fun time here, Buzz. Okay. Make some predictions for Monday. Lance Lynn complete game in game one of the doubleheader. Fair. In game two, Raylo probably gets touched a little bit, but the offense with the bombs they've been hitting lately continues and picks us up, and we, you know, score into, like, double digits, and it's, like, a 10 to, like, 6, 7 win.
0: I hope you're right, because... Isn't isn't the second game their best? It's Berrios or Berio. We we've we've been able to touch up Berrios. I know we've been able to touch up Berrios, but I'm just saying he's he's probably the best one, and we're gonna fucking yeah, Yeah, you know we're we're gonna kill the first guy. I mean, he's a young cat who only has 17 innings this year under his belt, and he's not been particularly good. And the Sox are on a roll, but I, I I'll definitely go with you on the Lance Lynn complete game in the first game. Um. Bold prediction for me is going to be Tim Anderson not only extending the hitting streak tomorrow, but also going three days in a row with a home run. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That's my bold prediction for tomorrow.
1: All right. I, I like it. There's some good predictions. So, once again, uh, first game starting at 410 on Monday afternoon. Uh, second game will start about 30, 40 minutes after. That's how it usually goes. So, um, we'll, we'll be right back at it. I'll be at the ballpark. So, probably a couple others bringing you the post game tomorrow. Um, Buzz, fun stuff here. L- let's talk now. It's Sunday, Funday. Air it out here. Uh, cool shit we saw in White Sox land. Let's start here. And I have to start with it's uh, Katoni Ovens on Twitter. It's at I am Steve Harvey, is his handle. Uh, but he was, he was out there. He was tailgating in in the spot that was right next to us there, so he was kind of mingling with a little bit of of the Sox on Tap, uh, Sox on Thirty Fifth tailgate that was going on there. But he was right there, and he was dressed. And you know what I'm gonna call this? If you've watched Days of Confused, you know uh, what McConaughey looked like in that movie. Um, He was dressed as White Sox Wooderson yesterday. Go and look at our Twitter. It is, uh, it's a picture of him, and just the caption I put up was, uh, "You got to keep living, man." L I V I N. You know the famous quote from Days of Confused. He (laughs) had that down to a T. He was like, he posted the link to the shirt that it was. It was actually a women's size XL, like crop, like, you know, shirt. It's like, what you a know, fucking like, it, champ, dude. And he, had, he had the jeans rolled up at the bottom. He was fucking rocking that look, dude. Shout out to uh, Tony ovens on Twitter. Um it, Cause he did find that tweet then. Uh, and you know, he said, he said, damn, I look good. And, yes, sir. Damn. You look good. White Sox Wooderson is what I'm gonna call you.
0: Dude, I fucking love that because I I spoke with him a little bit yesterday about my, and you know this jersey, my mesh see-through Walter Payton belly shirt that I have that I wear to every home opener for the Bears. I was like, man, I was like, the belly shirt things, right? And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, you just feel confident. (laughs) And I just thought it was so hilarious. What a great guy. Something cool that I just saw actually was in the chat here, Raul Chatterjee, Standing in line at Pink's Hot Dogs in Hollywood, feeling like I'm on 30 or I'm at 35th and Shields listening to you guys. That's a fucking awesome comment to put out. Thank you, number one, for even listening. And awesome that you're. I've never been to California, so yeah, <laughs> I hope you. I yeah. hope to one day visit um, to watch the Sox beat the shit out of the Angels or mm-hmm. whoever the fuck else they're playing over there. But um, maybe the Padres for a uh, World Series one day, Johnny. Oh yeah. yeah, hope, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh. The Dodgers or some shit. But yeah, yeah I um, I think that's super cool. Another really cool thing that I saw yesterday was, um, all the people that came to our tailgate. Was absolutely fantastic. Everybody had a great time. I do yes. want to shout out Alex Rude for stopping by. He's our guy stopping by on his birthday and hanging out with us and having a good time, having some beers, um, you know, and, and just bullshitting. You know, I mean that was really, really fucking awesome. I, I was really happy with that. And then I'm I'm dropping a blank on her name. The last cool thing. God damn it, I'm dropping a blank on her name. She brought her dad to the tailgate, and her dad swung that bat so hard and almost broke the garbage can.
1: Yeah, hold Um, on. Uh, Shannon.
0: uh, It's Shannon. Yes. Shannon Shannon brought her dad with her yesterday, and she fucking, you know, her dad was so nice. Cool cat, dude, drinking beers with us, laughing, talking White Sox baseball, destroying a pinata garbage can. That was a a cool thing that I saw yesterday, too.
1: Yeah. And let's just appreciate the pinata once more because Tony and Jen just did a phenomenal job on it. It made the visual for the tailgate so great. Uh, Obviously, we had Orbit. The trash can propped up uh, on, on the little TV tray that we had, uh, you know, set up there, and then obviously uh, got destroyed, and uh, all the goodies uh, went out, and people at the tailgate were able to enjoy those. So uh, that was another cool shit we saw in White Sox land. All right, now, now that we've done that, I hate to, you know, we, we like to keep it fun and light here on Sunday Funday, but there's something that we need to address, Buzz. Uh, the lines, both entering stadium. Uh, I heard some people had trouble with parking, but we got there early enough to where that wasn't oh, yeah, an issue. Uh, but if they got there closer to game time, it was, uh, you know, an issue for them getting in. But the Stadium, I will say, the line outside of Gate 5 moved okay, even though it was pretty long. I was surprised. It still moved okay, but I did see a video in, I believe it's Gate 3 that's down the first baseline, and that looked terrible. It was like all wrapped around, and there's less places to enter uh, in there. So, um, it, it looked terrible from there. And then once you're in the game, dude, the lines are ridiculous because there's no vendors. Um, and you know it's like a two inning ordeal to go. Uh, you know, get a beer, or some item of food that you want. Um, bathrooms. Yeah, I'd say at least by my section, I can't speak for the rest of the stadium, but down the third baseline, bathrooms are okay. You'd have a line come up, but it would it would at least move. But the food lines, beer lines, absolutely ridiculous. We need our fucking vendors back. Uh, I hope someone from the White Sox picks this up. And uh, I will do not excuse me for my profanity because fuck that. We want our vendors back. Uh, I, I love being able to tip them. I love being able to pay in cash. And I love not waiting in line and having them come around. I like the camaraderie. I remember back in 2017, made a good connection with the beer vendor who was saying, Hey, he's like, it's awesome that, you know, it's a real like low attended game, like an afternoon game. He's like, Hey, you know, we appreciate the fans that come out. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm just, you know, uh, buy, buying enough beers here for you. So Jerry can sign some uh, free agents uh, in the winter. And I, I love just bantering and stuff like that. Uh, having a little fun with the vendors. We want them back uh, for both accessibility and, you know, uh, logistics within the ballpark. And then second of all, uh, the camaraderie and just hearing that dude, it's not a baseball game. If you're not your beer here, beer here, Bud man, you know,
0: I miss that shit, Buzz. Yeah, no, I, I, dude, I'm I'm totally with you. Like one of the most things I'm looking forward to when I hit back into Soldier Field, and I'm away. And obviously, I'm at like you know, I would say 15 to 20 Sox games a year. I don't have a plan like you guys, but I'm usually there 15 to 20 times a year. But I miss the beer man, beer man. I miss hearing that. I, I miss you know hot dog. You know, I miss all that shit. And what pisses me off the most, dude, is what you pointed on. I didn't mind the line getting into the stadium yesterday because, like you said, it, it, dude, I was surprised. We moved quick through that motherfucker. We did. But we, there, we really let's, did.
1: Let's remember, Buzz, there are two gates, two places to enter at gate right. five. Whereas the other ones down the right right, uh, first baseline, right field corner may have fewer entry. Yeah. I saw the
0: lines on Twitter. I saw the pictures. Yeah. We're
1: only only speaking for third baseline. Right. Essentially.
0: No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That, (laughs) that kind of sucks, but the food and beer weight dude. bathrooms. I haven't had an issue with at all. Like not at all. And I've been to, I think that was like my 10th game this year or ninth, 10th game this year already. Um, But the food lines to get a fucking hot dog brother. Or to try to get a beer i'm sorry they yeah. like that's why i get toasty before i even get in yeah, there that that's why they'll get off the hook
1: yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> I mean, like, be off the hook anyway let's yeah. not kid ourselves well
0: right yeah. i would be like that regardless because beer is expensive but holy shit i even have to like step it up to that de- i have to hit defcon 5 and how much i drink so i can stay buzzed up during the game and feeling good and just you know loose and whatever because i have to wait 30 to 40 fucking minutes to get a beer. And I'm missing crucial moments of the game. Yes. That's why I chose yesterday not to leave the seats. I'm like, fuck it, man. Unless I had to go to the bathroom. That was like yeah. the only time I left is to go take a piss because I was like, you know what? Screw yeah. this. Uh- not waiting in line, whatever. But this was a actually really cool thing. So a vendor I saw there is actually a vendor at the United center. Mm. She remembered me and she gave me a hot dog. Oh, wow. That was neat. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So she was um, very cool. Her, I, I'm not going to give her name out. I want to get her in trouble because I skipped, I skipped like, you know, 15 fucking people in line, uh, but she was very cool. So yeah, like you said, those connections are great with the vendors. They need to bring them back immediately because it's, it's pretty fucking asinine. Now, if you're at hundred percent capacity, then the park should be operating Johnny at a hundred percent capacity.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. A couple of horror stories here that we've got. Um, Sox said Mike says some people to get until after the fourth. That sucks. <laughs> I'm glad I we, I only missed the first inning. I think you were in the same boat, Buzz, because you were right there by us. So well, that was our in, own so. doing, though. Yeah, that, that's right. We, we did uh, you know uh, getting the tailgate all uh, yeah. wrapped up and uh, cleaning right. up the garbage. Up. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, Jordan Miller says food lines are ridiculous. I immediately go back to my seats. Don't want to miss the whole inning. Say I do the same exact thing, Jordan. Yeah. I, I, when I got in last night, I got one beer. Uh, My dad got food um, and then we we went to the seats that we were in um, and that was it. I I went up and when I went to the bathroom, just, you know took a gander at the beer line said fuck that and just you know went right back to the seats it's
0: frustrating it it, it is because like listen it's not like i don't want to go spend the money and just have a fucking beer i just don't want to miss something crucial and jordan touches on a great point yeah he doesn't want to miss a whole inning because a lot could happen and and in one at bat let alone a whole dude
1: anything you could always see the most amazing play you've ever seen at any given point in a game you never know so um you know it's ridiculous, and I'll touch on mobile ordering here. Um, I did not do it last night, but the first night uh, that they reopened to 100 capacity, I was at that game, um, and I, you know, I saw the beer line, same deal, uh, really long, all that. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna try the mobile ordering because when it, the last game at 60 capacity, great game by the way, walk off yes uh, over the Rays, but the last game at 60 capacity, I ordered via mobile got there in about 15, 20 minutes. Not bad. That's good. I like that. That's convenient. And that's a good service to have then, but in you know, it's no fault of the vendors or the, you know, people working the concessions doing this probably a lot of demand with both people in line and, you know, multiple people ordering on this, but in that game on that Friday night of reopening weekend, I ordered one and it took an hour and like five minutes for it to get delivered. Almost like three innings. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, y- people say, Oh, use the mobile ordering. That's your solution. No, yeah. If you true. get in, if you get on it early, uh, you might uh, be able to, you know, get it at a reasonable time. But shit, if you're ordering like a beer in the fifth, you're probably not even getting it uh, by the time that, you know, alcohol sales would normally stop. So, um, uh, that kind of sucks. Now I just another kind of horror story from not horror because it worked out for them, but for our guy Andrew Kinsler was in there last night. He was in line. He got, they each got two beers for themselves because they knew the lines would be ridiculous. Then as soon as they got back to their seats while they're having those beers and watching the game, they went on and ordered mobile, knowing that it would take fucking forever for it to get there. Um, and then that was taking so long, they went up to the revolution room. Got more beers there. Came back, and by the time they got back, the beers finally came there. So we had like four, like stockpiled. So that worked out for them to be able to do that. But at the same time, it, it just sucks that it takes that. I feel bad for the can't, vendors can't, like, that get bitched at because yeah.
0: you know there's vendors that it's get bitched them. at about this. It's, it's not them. It's, not them. it's not them, no. understaffing. Yeah, it's understaffing, and, and that's the problem. When Tony and I went to Dad's night, it was a game during the week. Tony and I hit right. We were just like, okay, night with you know, we're just gonna go. No strings attached. No, we're not doing on tap shit. We're not doing, you know, whatever tailgating. It's just a night we're going to go take in a baseball game, right? We ordered on that shit. It took an hour and 10 minutes for us to get two dogs and two beers. Hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm like, God, man, like they got to do something. I really hope, Johnny, because I have not seen anything proving otherwise, bro if they're going to bring back 100% capacity vendors, like if they're going to stay staffed for that, if this goes on all year and we get in the playoffs, which we are going to get in the playoffs, this is going to be fucked up because that place, the rate's going to be packed. Johnny's been, it was packed this weekend. It's only going to get more packed, dude. We know this. They're winning. People are coming back. It's only going to get more crazy. And if it's like this now, oh shit yeah and, and look, you better tailgate your ass off i'll the, tell you that
1: much let's be realistic here if there is an issue with cash if that's like one of the things they want to do like everything like buy card no cash this year um let's be honest I, i'm no expert on co i'm no health expert here so don't say like i'm like preaching to anyone or talking down to anyone but They've obviously lifted all the restrictions with the COVID. Obviously there's no more social distancing because it's hundred percent capacity mask mandate. That's gone too. Obviously they suggest it for people that are not fully vaccinated, but you know, a majority of people you saw barely any masks at the game last night. So what the fuck? And also it's an airborne thing. It's a virus. It's not a bacteria that's on fucking paper bills. You can use cash. And that's also then another factor behind you can have vendors back because obviously most paying cash with them and you can always have the, Mo- mobile chip reader sure they probably don't want to shell out the money on that either but um i you know bring back cash too it's like fucking like come on like it, everything else is lifted why the hell is this still here i agree with you though that it is probably understaffing that's it but if that was a concern uh, with cash it's like come on let's be real it's not fucking not getting covid from fucking you know <laughs> giving a piece of paper to someone it'd be airborne more right when you're, doing. you're talking I'm, I'm, using the car
0: cash it doesn't fucking matter right i mean you're already in there without a mask mandate so I mean, it it is I, I don't really get the cash thing either. it It's um it's super odd, but, you know, hopefully, Hopefully they get this shit figured out, Johnny, because they, they, they
1: have to. That's why we love the comments. Uh, Jordan Miller says, uh, there are some vendors that take cash. Uh, Taco stand did last night by the 108. Good to know. I have not been over to uh, I believe it's Antique Taco over there. Um, I have not been to that stand this year, so uh, good good to know, uh, Jordan says there. If I uh, find any others, I will uh, post them to uh, the Sox on Tap account um, for if you're looking to pay in cash somewhere. So um, Alright, th- that wraps up that. We did enough pitching here. Let's get back to a little bit of fun stuff um, <laughs> with this. Uh, Buzz, we're, we're just about done here i did realize that we did not do picks to click though so uh we'll it's only okay. do let, let's just do game one uh and then we'll figure out game two and our what is text, text and, for and yeah post, right. um, yeah so uh game one who you got t.a yeah, T- yeah. T- that's right You T- did. You did, T- yeah. you did say the yeah he's gonna extend the um, hitting streak
0: and it's gonna be a home run johnny
1: yeah um you know it, 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 we've said no rules with this thing so uh you, you know usually it's supposed to be a hitter someone in the lineup but fuck that i already predicted it i'm gonna go with my prediction nice too with the complete game. So lance lynn lance lynn's fresh off the extension complete game incoming
0: tomorrow usually um, when one of us pick a picture johnny so. We fucking, like, it works yeah, out.
1: You, you, yeah, I believe one game you picked Giolito, and he was just fucking, like, You uh, think he went eight at, like, Minnesota Re- that day. Remember
0: the night I picked Cease was in Cincinnati? Yes. And he and he fucking killed him. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't think he hit the ball. I thought he was just going to have a pitch a good game. Dylan Cease
1: is <laughs> batting 1,000 for his career.
0: <laughs> So, Jesus, yeah, but I'll take T.A., you got Lynn. Yep, those are our picks to click.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, other than that, uh, any uh, meatball takes tinfoil hat time here?
0: No, I actually don't have meatball takes or any tinfoil hat time. Dude, I'm just a uh, foot on the throat right now, Johnny. That's, yeah, all, that's, that's all I feel. Foot on that, the throat, take out Minnesota. Uh, we have reinforcements whether a trade is coming or not, which there is. I'm I'm bet, I'm betting yeah. something's happening here because um, this is the most attractive this team has looked for a long time. So yeah. a trade's going to happen, and then you have reinforcements in Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert coming back soon. Foot on the throats, no tinfoil hat, no meatball take.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love buzz. I'm of the same uh, mindset of you uh, mentality wise here, step on throats here uh, as we go on and k- kill the twins even further. They're already dead. We, we already pronounced that. We had an episode that was titled the twins are dead. So we already know they're dead, <laughs> but just keep, just keep pushing them further into the ground. I love it. Um, because you know, uh, the, the f- fuck the twins, the T's, the excuse me, no, no win in there. Um, shout-out time. Uh, everyone who came to the tailgate, obviously, that was a blast. Uh, please, uh, if you do see the on-tap flags out in the lot um, you know, in the future, please come by. Uh, we love that. And then my other shout-outs, uh, Tony and Jen, for making the pinata. I know we commented on it earlier, but it was phenomenal. Uh, it took a lot of time, and uh, luckily, we had the all-star break, so they weren't missing out on White Sox baseball while they were constructing that. Uh, and then my other one is Mansu Lee on Twitter. Love that guy. Uh, Sam, he came by our tailgate, and I uh, love it. He, he was going to the game alone. He, he didn't have a crew uh, that he was. Just going hey, come and out with us. He, he just, yeah, and he just said, uh, someone please take me into their socks tail, or their tailgate on Saturday. He tweeted that earlier in the week. I replied, I said, Hey, just come and meet under the flags. He did just that. Uh, talked with him, had some beer. So, shout out, Man Uh, How about you?
0: Yeah, he was actually one of mine. So, awesome. We could double dip on that one, right? Uh, Jordan Miller for sure. Alex Rude for sure. Two shout outs. Just got to hang out with them guys all night. Had a great time with them. Um, also, as I was leaving last night, the ballpark. I walked over with uh, with a couple guys over to um, Cork and Carry. Thank you. And uh, as I was passing turtles, some dude goes, "Hey, your buzz on tap?" And I said, "Yes, yes, I'm a nobody, but yes." And he goes, "I'm GD," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh, you met him? Yeah, I met Fuck him. Yeah. And yeah, I met GD last night. We uh, we, we you know we laughed a little bit, had a uh, pretty good conversation. I thought that was real cool. Um, you know, and then I just hung out with a couple people over at uh, at Cork for a little bit. You know, uh, shout out to Jesus H. Straw Man, um, who, is, who lives here. And, you know, I'm a very open where I live in New Lenox. Um, and also, uh, Billy Billy Wires, believe it or not, he was there with us. And he took the train home. And he actually gave me a ride home from the train last night because he, too, lives in the same town that I live in. So, it was uh, yeah, it was very nice. Um, I thank you for that very much because I was drunk and I didn't have to wobble home. No. Um, but yeah, so that those are my shout-outs, I guess, uh, uh yeah. for this episode. I met some nice people, I got to talk to some real nice people, and Johnny, I think we did what we do best. We threw a bad motherfucking tailgate, we had a great time, yeah. and the juju around that brought in a badass White Sox victory weekend.
1: Yes, it did. It, all good things. Like you said, kind of that string event. You feel like Ice Cube. Just, you know, good day. Just a damn good day. Good a good, day, good, good, couple of days, with you know, piling on the win and taking the series today as well. On top of the big party and the good news and obviously the beatdown uh, from Saturday. So, other than that, uh, you know, stay tuned to the Socks on Tap uh, Twitter page where we will announce future tailgates. Don't know exactly when the next one's going to be yet. We'll figure it out. There will we definitely do. be – well. we'll no, oh, who, what, 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 enlighten me.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I forgot, I forgot to mention this. Um, obviously, next week is the series in Milwaukee.
1: Oh, yes, yes. You're, uh, I wrote, okay, yeah. I, I Good, forgot all about, I will I not forgot. be there, but go ahead, give the
0: details. Oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. I, I felt like the guy from Friends when I said that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well,
1: your um, birthday is anyway. Wednesday, Buzz. It's not it's, it is it Wednesday,
0: Wednesday, but it's my <laughs> birthday weekend. Well, you better be over here Wednesday, then. Yeah. For like Um, but anyway, so, we are going, me, Tony Burke, for sure, we're, we're going to be up there. Um, I, I know there's uh, some more. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on names. I drank a couple beers. Um, but we will be tailgating wherever we can in Milwaukee. All right? <laughs> so that's whatever lot it is. I don't know. Me and Tony have not built out the specifics. But if you want to come out and you're making that series on Saturday, come and tailgate with us in Milwaukee for what we hope is to be a White Sox winner.
1: Yes, so, some, so I, like I said, I will not be there. Uh, I have some prior engagements, so I won't be there, but uh, some people will be there Friday. Uh, some people will be there. Obviously, Saturday is going to be the bigger one. I think a lot of people will be there. Uh, like you just said, Buzz, uh, go and look for it. Um, I'm sure we'll get the flags and all that uh, over there, so hopefully we can, you guys can fly those uh, while you're up there. And then, uh, obviously, Sunday's game got flexed uh, to the Sunday night baseball, so that kind of puts a lot of people out, which sucks, Buzz. Yeah,
0: I, I uh, we had to call the Brewers. Because I had three tickets for Saturday, right? And then I had 12 ticket, or I'm sorry, 10 tickets for Sunday, because I was bringing Ren. I would bring you know, Jamie's parents, um, you know, I'm, my kids, my wife, my nef- niece and nephews. I was bringing, like, everybody was coming because it's my birthday week. And then we're going up to the cabin after the game in Milwaukee, you know, where then they flexed it. So I had to move everybody over to Saturday, and the Brewers will not give you a refund, they will only give you credit. Hmm. Even if you bitch, you will only get credit. So I, I I made it better seats for Saturday. I was originally going to be in the Miller light landing, but now that I'm bringing the kids to that game, um, I will just be in like in the 200 level, but we have real nice seats, uh, right? You know, right by uh home plate. So that's where we'll be on Saturday, but yeah, they flex the game, but I'm still Jamie said it's since it's my birthday weekend, depending on how everything's going. Um, I, I, I'm probably still going to be hitting that Sunday game. I'll probably yeah. still go, dude, I'm already up there, Johnny, you yeah. know, like I, yeah.
1: I, I, and if you're going to, yeah, if you're going up yeah. after that's just, yeah, it sucks that it puts your, yeah, but I'm on vacation bit, yeah. the next week. Yeah. dude. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going yeah. right
0: up to the fucking cabin afterwards. So like, what's the rush, you know, yeah. maybe even bring my kid, bring Ren to two fucking straight ball games. I mean, she's in love with baseball, which is amazing. Um, so I think that yeah. there'll be a great time. We'll have a so, good time at the tailgate. And then whatever yeah. happens on Sunday happens.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned to the Sox on tap Twitter page. Uh, you'll find details there uh, as they formulate. Um, other thing though, we don't know after that next home tailgate, when that's going to be, we'll figure it out. We'll definitely have oh, yeah. some, you know, and you know, maximize the summer months as much as we can. But I was thinking about it, looking at the schedule. Absolutely. Friday, October 1st. That's the start of the last series of the year. It's halfway to St. Patrick's day. They're doing the beer Stein giveaway, um, all that. So come out. It'll be a St. Patrick's day themed tailgate um book that in your calendars now way ahead of time like said we always try to give you as much advance notice as possible definitely book that one and then we'll announce various ones throughout uh obviously we're going to do some in august we're going to do some in september but that october 1st one is the one i know for sure i want to do because i love st patrick's day but bro
0: i am just like we're spitballing this is this is socks on tap we're just spitballing having a good time i am totally getting you know you've been to my house you know that major crock pot i have i am making a corned beef yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, we are bringing it. And, you know, Burke had that damn Duracell thing. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy one because it, it wasn't that expensive. I'm going to buy one. So I have one, too. Bam, me and you drive up together. Boop, plug that thing in. Keep it nice and warm. Have a nice uh, corned beef and cabbage in that bitch. That's what we'll do for that one. That'll be yes. amazing.
1: Yeah, so uh, book that in your calendars now, and then we'll announce uh, any upcoming ones, uh, obviously, throughout August, September, um, possibly maybe end of July. We'll see what the schedule's looking like here. But, Buzz, that's about all I got. We just hit the hour mark here. Uh, yes, time sir. to
0: sign off. Um, go ahead and take it away with the housekeeping, man. Absolutely. Everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on tap at OntapsportsNet. Following the main man, Johnny, at Nani. Johnny, follow me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review. You already know why, because that's cool and tough. And check out Grandstand. You need any White Sox gear, Chicago sports gear, but more importantly, White Sox gear. Go to Grandstand. Follow them on socials at GrandstandSox. Go to GrandstandSox.com if you're at the ballpark. Just walk over there. It's right across the street. Well, not across street, but it's right there. At Grandstand. Go check them out. That's all I got. We'll be back tomorrow to recap a doubleheader beatdown of the Minnesota Twins. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.